Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, Director of Global Talent Development at Framestore, and welcome to the Framestore podcast, a learning and talent development focused podcast made by Framestore for Framestore. Each week, we present a conversation across two halves, part one, the Framestore podcast dailies. Each week, we invite a guest to our regular daily session, set questions designed to find out what makes our guests tick, what they do at Framestore, their career journey so far, and all manner of advice, tips, and tricks. For our second portion arriving later in the week, we hand the reins over to a guest co-host, a member of our Framestore community who stands to learn a lot from the experience, who engages our subject into a deeper dive conversation, arguably a more technical discussion depending on who we have on the pod. This week's special guest is Sergio Gonzalez, Unreal and 3D trainer here at Framestore. Our co-host is Tom Perry, a keen Framestore runner and aspiring rigger. We had a great conversation that I'm not going to give away here, but let me tell you, it's a great discussion exploring mentoring, role models, life at Framestore and some very tasty music and food recommendations. So that's it from me. We very much hope you enjoy episode one, part one, Framestore Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Framestore Podcast, episode one, part one. Each week we invite both a guest from our global Framestore community and a co-host with a keen interest in our guest's craft, work or career path and we let the magic happen. We split each episode in two parts across the week. On Monday's episode, I warm them up by inviting our guest to the Framestore podcast daily session, our 13-question grilling, followed by Thursday's second part, where our co-host leads a deeper dive into why we invited them on the pod in the first place. This week's special guest is Sergio Gonzalez, Framestore's Unreal and 3D trainer. Sergio has been in the industry for almost 20 years. He's taught visual effects and animation all over the world, including institutions such as Miami International University, SAE Creative Media Institute in London, and more recently as VFX program lead at Middlesex University. He's held down roles at Microsoft, Weta Digital, and Animal Logic, joining us here at Framestore. Our co-host, Tom Perry, AKA TomTom, according to the internet, a BA animation graduate from Escape Studios, and now runner at Framestore London. Tom is an aspiring animator and also joined Framestore this year. Hello, Sergio and Tom. How are you both doing? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is very strange. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? This is off. Uh, we've been talking about the Framestore podcast for a while now, and yeah. uh, we've had lots of ideas for who we should get on. We talked about getting senior management. We talked about getting our CEO on. We talked about getting VFX supervisors on. And then we thought Unreal is the flavor of the month. Here, and we, had a, here we are. Yeah. And why not get Sergio Gonzalez on? Okay, great. Well, it's, it's very nice to be here. Um, hello, everyone. Excellent. Thank you, Sergio. And Tom, um, we commandeered you to get on the podcast literally almost half an hour ago, arguably, but, <laughs> yeah, um, but I asked you, I think, two days ago, I think, or it's the start <laughs> of the week. I think we've moved this around a lot. So trying to find the appropriate person, and it came via a, a call out to all of our runners, and we thought who would be the best person to, uh, an unreal head, as I yeah. put it, to I fit uh, interview. the bill, so. Excellent, good, good. <laughs> Here I am. Good, well, thank you as well, Tom. So, Tom, obviously, you'll join us for the dailies, um, and then you'll take over uh, hosting um, duties when I'm done with uh, with the dailies with, with Sergio, but uh, over back to you, Sergio. What's the uh, 
tell me a bit about your, your career path. I mean, the reason I do that convoluted uh, intro is to kind of not do the whole talk us through your CV, you know, go through kind of each year. Right. But okay. uh, I, what, the one thing that took me with uh, when, when we first met Sergio was your absolute love for Unreal, not, as, as well as other software. Yep. But, um, you know, a, a, an absolute, you know, Unreal aficionado. I mean, where did that, that love come from and, and when did you uh, start getting into this, this game? Um, so speaking of game, it started out with a, a video game called Unreal Tournament 2003. And um, at, the, at that time, I was living in Miami and um, I was working on mod teams. So I, I discovered that you could create mods for the engine. And, um, and so I was joining teams on the internet and doing a lot of the things that we suggest that people do these days, you know, mm. get involved with teams, get involved with projects. And, um, and then so Unreal just went on to have this huge, massive success. And I, I discovered that later on, I took a little bit of a break from it and came back to it and realized that, oh, this is really great. This is a lot of fun. There's so many things you can do with it. Yeah. And um, my career just kind of took me around to, to this point and just followed the opportunities where they went. Cool. And how does it feel to be in a, a role now that is so laser focused on that software? I like a bit of focus. A yeah. bit of focus is good. My previous role was being was teaching at a university, which is great, great university. But at the same time, my role there had um, a lot of different types of tasks that I would have to do, from pastoral care to, to with students to admin tasks, mm -hmm. scheduling, blah blah blah. Um, this in, in this role, I'm very focused. I get to think about Unreal all day and talk about Unreal all day. And, um, and I'm having a good time doing it, talking to the very cool people at Framestore. So uh, the perfect first guest then to talk about Unreal, at least for an hour. Yes. Yes, <laughs> uh, split over the week, of course. Um, and I'll come back to that, uh, Sergio. But Tom, um, I'm interested to hear about you know, why you, you stepped up to, to join this podcast. Because uh, all I did was, as I said, put the word out to all of our runners, see who wanted to join the first mm. episode. Um, but what's, uh, what drove you to put your hand up and, and, and be talking to Well, I wasn't, when the call first came out, I wasn't even in the building okay. <laughs> to, to start with. I was, I was still in bed when I saw the text. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, because um, what, what ended up happening was uh, the other runners um, let me know that this was happening because like, they knew I was the most like, adverse with mm. Unreal projects because okay. like, I enjoy like the coding aspect of like seeing what's cap what's capable within mm. the software yeah so I had the most like fun just experimenting with what's possible brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I, I just like a bit of play really excellent so are you prepared to uh, take on hosting duties when we because uh, uh, the, the frame store daily session is the easy bit I yeah. think it's the, uh, the it's the unknown for Sergio. It's, it's the, the unknown, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is the uh, what was our co-host going to come up with? So uh, excited for uh, part two for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we do get into the, the dailies question, Sergio, um, it'd be good uh, to obviously speak to our audience. This is our first episode, so we have no subscribers at the moment, so it could be a great an empty auditorium virtually. Oh. But yep. uh, as our, our audience grows, it would be great to hear about what it is you do. You know, what is the role of Unreal in three D Trainer? Is it literally what it says on the tin, or is it deeper than that? It's literally what it says on the tin, um, but if you go onto the Framestore website, you'll see some pages and articles about the Fuse pipeline, the Fuse set of tools that are being uh, developed uh, by uh, internally by the Framestore. Mm -hmm. uh, by Framestore, I need to get a bit closer because That's my levels are quite low. Um, <laughs> project. Search. I need to project. Um, so, sorry, your editor's going to hate me. Um, <laughs> so yes. Um, so I'm supporting teams within Framestore um, in the um, in, in the usage of these tools and and basically taking on 
um, the task of helping new users to, of the tools to get up to speed as quickly as possible, um, as well as sometimes learning Unreal for the first time um, while, while having to use it. Mm -hmm. um, but there, um, there are different teams that I'm interacting with um, with, at, with different levels of, of, of experience with Unreal. And it's just about promoting the use of this cool tool within the company, um, starting by meeting the needs of the company. You know what I mean? It's all about, um, you know, what is it that um, that Framestore needs in terms of completing shows, and how can I help as as much as possible? Mm. Amazing. Well, we're going to come back to all of that as we go through the dailies, and the, and the dailies questions are designed to tease out uh, more around what it is you're you're doing, what you're working on, and, and kind of what makes you tick, Sergio. So. Uh, should we kick off the meeting? Kick off the daily session yeah. um, in, in true podcast form. And you, you need a sound. You need a sound we, by a turn. Ding oh, ding. We, we might have a ring, or I don't know what. I mean, it's all virtual meetings now. We need some kind of some kind of roar, roar dailies. Yeah, <laughs> a jingle. There we a go. A jingle. <laughs> it's dailies. It's dailies. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. We've done that. I'm sure there's been a jingle that's happened, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. And the first question of the 13, Sergio, is who are you, which we've kind of already kind of introduced, but who are you, where are you, and what are you working on? I'm Sergio Gonzalez. I've been in this business and around this business for a long time, and um, I'm currently living in the greater London area <laughs> and based in the London office. <laughs> and um, what, I, what do I do here? I'm the Unreal and 3D trainer. Amazing. And we've talked a bit about what that means, but what, it, what are you working on right now? Tell us a, bit, a little insight into your, your role. What's, the, uh, um, what's on in the diary today, apart uh, from podcasting? Apart from podcasting, um, which is my almost full-time role, <laughs> is um, so I'm supporting on a show right now with FPS, and I'm um, helping new artists who come onto the show, um, who are existing artists within FPS, and I'm helping them um, get up to speed with the Fuse tools. I am also chatting with people uh, from across the company, even in different countries, about um, how Fuse might fit into their pipelines and um, enhance their workflows, or not. Okay. And um, that's that's what I do. I'm, but I'm mostly um, engaged with FPS and Fuse. Okay. So for those of uh, our colleagues that don't know what FPS is, because believe it or not, I do still get questions when I you know, connect people to mentors again. What's FPS? It's another acronym. What 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 is FPS, and who are FPS? Um, me on the spot, speaking for them. Um, so that's um, that's Framestore pre-production services. So, um, gosh, it's everything before the shoot, I would say, okay. um, and actually even things right after the shoot as well. So it encompasses previs, um, preparing for uh, preparing tech viz for shoots, Excellent. and doing a bit of post viz after the shoot. I guess. Cool. Beautifully answered. See. I guess. Magic happens when you're put on the spot, Sergio. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and the other, the other bit of demystifying is Fuse, because again, uh, there's a lot of people who know what Fuse is, but there's still a lot of people that don't. Let's see, what's publicly available on the website? Uh, which would be, um, it's a set of tools that, um, Fuse is a set of tools that, that, that plug into Unreal Engine and um, assist with creating um, large-scale shot-based productions um, that, that rely on, a, on on what would be considered a, a, a more traditional pipeline within a, a visual effects company. Cool, thank you for that. And um, 
And in, in addition to that, our second question is uh, more about your tenure. How long have you been at Framestore, Sergio? I think it's th four months now. It's about four months, it's isn't about it? About four months now. And for everyone, um, Simon's my boss. He's the one that hired me. Oh. So I'm being very careful about my answers. Right <laughs> excellent, excellent. How's it been? It's been great. Yeah, yep. everyone's been very nice. Yeah, people have been very welcoming. Cool. And you, your last role or substantive role was at Middlesex, wasn't it? How uh, have you found the transition from uh, education into the, the, the crazy world of a visual effects studio? Um, it's different. Um, I've been in, obviously, I've been in production, well, not production, in companies like mm -hmm. this before. Yeah. Um, so, so that's not a problem. But cool. it's, it's a different culture, just going from, you know, my primary customer in a university setting. I've worked in different universities around the world. Mm. My primary customer in a university setting is someone who is learning what Maya is, learning what a polygon is, what yeah. a pivot point is, and then um, so I'm, I quickly had to realize here that uh, I'm working with people who know what a polygon is mm -hmm. and understand yeah. a lot of the things and they've gone through that startup, um, that early career, try to get your foot in the doors phase. Sure. And these are the these are people who are who are really professionals and very, very clever. So it's that, that deeper dive into the, mm -hmm. the, the, the learning. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I shouldn't leave TomTom uh, Tom out. <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna, never going to get old now. <laughs> um, I, obviously, we're here to, to speak to Sergio, and you're here as co-host. But um, how long have you been with us now, Tom? Uh, I've been with him Framestore for, I want to say, a month now. Oh, wow. Uh, so not really, not that long at all. Yeah. Because uh, I was only brought on as just um, as like a two-week uh, like takeover thing, mm -hmm. where I was just covering for someone for two weeks. But... Um, head runner uh, Saz, she she enjoyed my company so much. It seemed <laughs> like that she wanted to keep me on for That's a bit longer. So I was like, oh, brilliant! Personality got, goes a long I've way. Got, I've got nothing else to do. Why not? <laughs> excellent, <laughs> so excellent. It worked out for me. It helps that you're a nice yeah. guy, Tom. We've had chats oh, before in the you. past, and, and yeah. you're a nice guy. Yeah, you're, I think you're the first person I met actually, yeah, yeah. like outside of the runners. Yeah, so. this, is, this is the perfect combo, isn't it? There this it is, is the perfect yeah. combo. Yep. Um, brilliant. Well, that's good. that's great to know. And actually, for our first episode, having two people who are so new to Framestore, and I've only been with Framestore for you know eight plus months. I mm -hmm. think it's uh, we should be able to offer a really nice, unique take on uh, Framestore's culture and our, our experiences forthwith. So, uh, thank you both for, for answering that question. So, back into the the daily, Sergio. What would you consider to be? Because you've been in the industry for a long time. Like you say, you bounced from kind of education, kind mm -hmm. of focus roles to industry roles within yeah. global studios. Um, what would you consider to be your Kind of break in industry, you know, because you know, a lot of people, I assume it's always that first studio move, but mm. a break means different things to different people. What would you consider to be your your break in this industry? Um, I think there's a transition point where someone gives you a chance and lets you in the door at that big studio. Yeah. And for me, that was around about 2005. Um, my wife and I were living in Miami. I was probably around 30 years old at that point. Mm. And, um, and Basically, I was spinning my wheels. I was trying to get jobs in, in Los Angeles. I thought I was going to be a Pixar animator. I did my master's in computer animation, and I was I was doing freelancing, and I was I was doing some teaching and things like that. And um, I was doing what people did. We we made VHS tapes, and we were trying to. So I was spinning my wheels in Miami, and it wasn't really working out. Um, and things were going on um, uh, just with the family and everything. Mm. And so one day, my wife sends me an email. She says, "Ha ha ha! Wouldn't it be funny if you got this job?" And um, so I look at it, and it's a job in Australia, and it was at Animal Logic. Mm, of course. And we're living in Miami, and I'd never been to Australia, and so I'm thinking, ha, 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 wouldn't it be so funny? So, of course, I apply. And then the joke was on me, because a few weeks later, I found myself on a plane to Australia. 
and um, and then I spent about nine months on that on that show, which was Happy Feet, mm-hmm. and then um, cool. and then it kind of took off from there. You know, as long as you do the the two golden rules, which are work hard and be nice, mm-hmm. um, met people, made friends, um, did a good job, and some of those people helped me get the next job, which mm-hmm. was what a digital a little bit later after that, and then. Um, you know, life does what it does. It takes you into interesting directions. Yeah. How, how was life in Australia? Because obviously you've bounced around quite a lot globally since um, then. It was culture shock. Um, but again, the people who were there were from all different parts of the globe mm-hmm. as well. And um, so, yeah, no, it, it was good. It, it helped that it was it was about the work. If we were there, it was, yeah. it was quite a lot of work. So um, we got to have a good time as well on the weekends. Got to go to the beach. Oh, of course. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And Happy Feet. Cool. Great movie. Great movie, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Excellent. So moving, yeah, almost kind of like, yeah, fast forward X amount, almost 20 years since then, <laughs> uh, here you are at Framestore. Um, what would you consider in the four months you've spent at Framestore to be the best thing about being part of the Framestore, the Framestore family? Uh, the core of a company is its people, and I've met very nice people here. People have been really chill, been really good. Um, when it comes to doing the work, people are also down to business mm-hmm. and straightforward, uh, which I appreciate. And um, yeah, and I think there's a nice balance there. Um, yeah, I think that's that's yeah. that's the biggest thing. The people have been very cool. Does that resonate with you, Tom? Tom? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I've I've never had a dull day yet. Yeah. Like for the whole month that I've been here, so like, yeah. I hope it continues for yeah. as long as I can. Okay, so back still on kind of culture and frame store and where we work. Um, obviously, and we talk about delivery and the jobs and the shows and, yeah. and the, the, the amazing output. If you could recommend one show, one frame store show, and this is a tough question, this is an unfair question for all of us in many ways because we've all <laughs> been here for a short amount of time, but one show that showcases frame store at its best, what do you think it would be? That is a tough question because I had to go onto the website and also you have to be careful, you know, because different different numbers, you know, there, you might get more than one company working on each show and I don't know exactly which show was mostly frame store. Um, but um, I got into this business to, to make monsters um, with, with with scales and, and, and teeth and, and, um, and, and tentacles and, <laughs> and lots of eyeballs and things like that. And, and frame store is very good at that. Um, so, um, so anything that includes that. So, so I like shows like Fantastic Beasts. I like shows like um, Detective Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. Oh yes, of course. Um, mostly because it helped me bond with my son, uh, which was really cool. Because at that time when that movie came out, I, I don't know about um, Frame Store's full involvement of it. Yeah. So, um, so I could be putting my foot in my mouth right now. But at that when the time when that movie came out. My son was very much playing the the Pokemon games, collecting the cards, mm. and very much into um, into that. And and we were into it together and stuff like that. And we would bond over that. So when we saw the movie together, it was very cool to see those those characters come to life. I love that. Yeah, and yeah, you you forget that you know everything we're putting out really feeds into culture and people and you know the love of storytelling you know mm-hmm. we often kind of get so caught up in our day-to-day particularly if you're working on a shot mm-hmm. or a particular element of a show mm-hmm. and then you know hearing that you know I had a similar experience with uh, Detective Pikachu oh, as really? well my son was really into uh, Pokemon he's not anymore it was a bit quite fleeting but mm-hmm. he, he loved that movie and um, again uh, but, you know, it was a great bonding experience as well you yeah. know at such a young age he would have been like six or seven which is kind of prime mm-hmm. prime prime Pokemon age yeah. um, so I think that's, that's a really really great answer and uh, when you were talking about tentacles I thought you were going to talk about uh, Doctor Strange 
Um, well, I was going to go to Multiverse of Madness because that, that that's all about the tentacles. That sequence, yeah, that's it, it. Really is. Also, that sequence of going from dimension to dimension, to dimension was just yes, absolutely amazing. I, I just watched that in awe, and so that that was less about um, about creatures, but just that sequence was was really really cool. Yeah, shout out to Alexi on that as well. That was uh, an amazing piece of work, and, and the rest of the team. I mean, that nice. was pure pure frame store, wasn't it? That, that, that <laughs> amazing, piece. amazing. Awesome. Um, it'd be wrong of me to leave you out, Tom. I know we're here to talk to Sergio, but you know you've been here for a month now. Uh, Framestore is obviously a, a big partner and, and friend of Escape Studios. So, um, mm. what's uh, what, what stands out for you as a, a big Framestore show? Uh, f- well, it'll. F- Ooh. There you go. Put not you on sure the spot I'll, there. You yeah, see. Sure Prepare <laughs> where well, there you go. Yeah. That's what these, these things I mean, are all about. me me personally, I've always been a massive Guardians fan, and when mm. I was, like, because even going all the way back to the comics, so when I saw the Marvel was picking up like that entire franchise yeah. and like turning into the cinema thing. Was, like, I was so excited like, mm. for that entire period, and it feels like it's still going. Yeah. So like that train's still going as long as uh, like this Phase Four stuff with Marvel is happening currently. So. Yeah, yeah. And Guardians, even with the first Guardians, it was um, it, it was all pure VFX, wasn't it? I mean, you've created this yeah. universe that is not set apart from the opening scene. Everything's set in this Gonzo mm. universe where nothing is. Yeah, filmed in the real world, really. So yeah. it was uh, a great showcase for uh, what visual effects Definitely. is capable yeah. of, for sure. Um, so coming back to, to the role, Sergio, um, what would you say is a common myth about your job or <laughs> role or ex- field of expertise? Because there's a lot of myths around any role. There are a lot of myths around any role. Um, and I guess, I mean, the through line of my career is the teaching and the training. You know, I, I kind of find myself in that role in every job that I've, that I've been in. Um, and um, I guess the myth is the old saying that is those who can't do teach, which is um, which is a myth because uh, I wouldn't have gotten this far if I couldn't do it. Um, so I would say that's the biggest myth, I suppose. Yeah. So you're not just an ex-education person. You've got all. I mean, that was the thing that I was taking uh, uh, yeah. with with in our interview was you know the, the, the experience at Weta and experience mm-hmm. at Animal Logic and mm-hmm. actually being a yeah, hands-on, mm-hmm. on the box, yeah. but also yeah. being a, you know, a bona fide kind of uh, VFX leader at some pretty big key kind yeah. of universities and, and colleges. And, and, and also just the freelancing, you know, there's, there, you know, especially when I was teaching at, at universities mm. and, and kind of even between jobs, things like that, you know, taking on freelance roles, these are such quick turnarounds mm. and you don't have the support of a big pipeline that, that, that does wonderful things like rename files for you and put them in the right place, and yeah. um, you know you, you you have to be able to be fast and and, and agile and do things. So, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great answer. Teach myself at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I am as well. But it was it was so strange, honestly, because because um, uh, it was Escape Studios that offered me hmm. this uh, teaching role to be like a specialist rigging teacher because I was the only one in my year that took any interest in that entire like um i guess just like specialist field of that part yeah so they came back to me uh, like about two months after i graduated asking me if i wanted to be a specialist teacher it just like pops in the building every once in a while oh, and, nice. and says like here's a rig to it's all the, the second years teacher. Mm-hmm. yeah just rock up <laughs> yeah it's like it's quite a nice deal honestly it's like it's strange because that's like the second teaching job i've been offered and i don't think i'm qualified <laughs> to, to do that honestly yeah. but like i think other people can see otherwise like i don't see that in myself really but you know what's interesting about that i think that's a fantastic opportunity opportunity for you because yeah. it helps you get contacts and build your, your, your you already have strong communication skills but but there's that hmm. but you I can't I'm, I, 
there's an old saying, and I'm going to screw it up, but it's, <laughs> it's um, if, if, you know, you, you don't learn anything so well until you have to teach it, something like this, something that like yeah. that. And mm. just the fact of, of having to put into words a series of concepts, and these are quite com com complex um, abstract concepts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, the idea of an IK handle and trying to explain that the difference of between IK and FK to someone is 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 tricky, if, especially mm. if they're sort of touching it for the first time. And yeah. so that solidifies the knowledge in you. And so that's that's actually really good. And if they ask you to come back, that means that you're you, there's at least some part of you that's good at it. Mm. So the more you do it, the better. That's something that that um, um, that I think is really good about this mentorship program that you're running. Actually, Simon, yeah. not to kiss mm. ass, but that's something that that's really good about what you're doing is that people are helping each other, mm. and just the act of expressing that actually helps that other person so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for shouting out the Global Mentoring Program because it is, um, the feedback that I've got from the program, or we've got from the program, is it's a genuinely a human program. It's not just some, a set of algorithms that connect people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I connected 11 folks to mentors yesterday. And just was, yesterday, yes, yeah. I saw the chat, yeah. It was so cool, and, um, uh -huh. you know, I just put a few kind of requests up, and the, the appetite, you know, from, from our colleagues to help people. I mean, there's one person, shout out to, uh, to Crystal in, uh, in Montreal, who, uh, she's a modeler. She's taken on three mentees. I know you've got a few on the go as well, mm -hmm. Sergio. Yep. You know because it's genuinely a, a pleasure to do it. And actually, mm -hmm. the the time it takes to to mentor folks is minimal uh, because some people are on different time zones. Mm -hmm. Some people need very instructional mentoring. Just do this, you know, click here, drag and drop, whatever it is they're yeah. learning. And some people are learning how to you know build their confidence or how to be more impactful in mm -hmm. in meetings. So it's a uh, very much a human program, but you know, I'm not here to uh, to PR. Well, I'm here to PR the <laughs> in many ways. That's no, but I do really mean it. It's a nice, it's important. It's, thank it's, you. I think it's an, an important thing. Excellent. Thank you. So, moving on from the common myth, question seven is: uh, We're getting deep now, Sergio. Is uh, the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Oh gosh. There you go. Don't that be cynical? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. That, that's before the, yeah. we started recording. I was like, who are we actually talking to? And we're talking to people who already are in the industry. Yeah. Um, and so maybe I'm, I'm, maybe with this one, I'm talking to people who are early on in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, just, just, um, just stay in it. Just be resilient. And by that, but what I really mean by that is sort of be resilient. You know, jobs, you know, jobs might come and go, and opportunities might come and go, and people come and go, and everything mm. like that. But if you kind of stick with it and just go with what's interesting to you, and keep working, you know, um, it's one of those things where everyone's, including me, you know, has has maybe some goal that they're trying to get to. So it's important to set mm. a goal, especially once you're at the point where you've gotten into the industry, you've gotten that job, you're sitting in your first junior role or whatever, and so you might have aspirations towards something else. But mm. you know, stay in it, do do the best at the job that you've got. So that way, um, so that way, you're building those those reputation points. But um, but at the same time, you know, there's going to be there there are going to be pandemics and there are going to be slumps and there are going to mm. be, and and a career is a long thing. Next thing you know, you'll you'll be 20 years into it and people yeah. will be asking you questions on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's a really really good good point. And uh, there's a whole um, uh, model around careers where you know careers that I keep hearing about squiggly careers, mm -hmm. like your career just because you want to be. Uh, CG artist or an FX artist or a exec producer, or whatever it is, it's almost kind of just finding joy in the process at that point because, like you say, anything can happen. And everybody's career is this squiggly mess of lines. It's yeah. not a diagonal line mm -hmm. on a bar on a on a graph to That's success. Really yeah, 
that's really true. So moving on and getting even deeper, we're going to get into kind of uh, mentors. We touched on men uh, the global mentoring program earlier. And this one is more around uh, who you consider to be uh, your most important professional mentor, the person who really had your back or you know, was a, a pivotal mentor for you at a certain point in your career. And you said I shouldn't be cynical. Well, you can be if you want. <laughs> Healthy amount of cynicism is always cool. Um, I'm going to take it way back to when I was studying theater in university. Um, and there was a gentleman named Mr. Tom. And he taught me about, <laughs> not Mr. Tom Tom, uh, Mr. Tom, Tom Grabowski. Shout out, Tom. Hope you're doing well. So, so basically, he's, he's the one that taught me these two words, simple words. He said, well, get involved. Uh, because I was asking for, I, was at, I had the audacity to go and ask for a scholarship the first time I met these people. And, and they were saying, well, what are you doing for us? You know, if you, if you want a scholarship, you're going to need to get involved and everything like that. And he, were, he was um, one of the, the professors in the, in the scene shop. So he taught me about building sets and painting sets and doing lighting and doing audio and things like that. Because at that point in my career, I was doing my bachelor's in theater and I thought I was going to be doing theater. Um, mm -hmm. And um, squiggly, squiggly careers. So there was a, there was a, it was the right point in my life, I think, when there was a, a sense of professionalism built, a sense of attention to detail, and um, yeah, and there was that sort of personal mentorship. That, mm -hmm. that even though he was, he was um, a very direct and to the point individual, he was fair in his feedback and honest, and I think yeah. that was very important. Yeah, you need that frankness, don't you? I mean, I, I talk a lot about on. Uh, the work I do with Access VFX is the importance of real talk and yeah. genuine critique, mm. and as long as it comes from a real place, because mm -hmm. you know you can't. Uh, nobody grows from being told how amazing they are and uh, getting yeah. their back slapped all the time. So I think mm -hmm. it's, it's a key, mm -hmm. a key element for sure. Mm. Um, so back back to the role, uh, back to what you do currently, um, Sergio. What we, what's the most, oh, not the most, but what is an underrated tool that is indispensable for your job? So not the obvious stuff. But what 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 is in the, what do you find? What couldn't what what would be like cutting off a, a limb in your role that's uh, underrated? Oh gosh, there you go. Kind of got a bit graphic, didn't it? I'm not talking about cutting right. arms and legs. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is probably one of the hardest questions I think because mm. you know you could you could say GChat, you know, or yeah. or the um, our internal chat thing or video mm. calls, and maybe those are the tools. Maybe that's the um, the sort of the key aspects of my role is because my role is, is about communication mm -hmm. and is about um, to working with people, talking about talking to people. Maybe a bit of empathy. Yeah. Maybe a bit of empathy is important in this kind of job because when you talk to someone, for example, Tom and I have had a talk before and it's about sort of listening and saying, mm -hmm. maybe listening and empathy yeah. and, and sort of being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes. This is for the for role that. as, you know, being uh, being a trainer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to quickly, you're going to meet someone for the first time. Those of you who are interested in getting into training, getting into education, mm. I think there are a lot of people in visual effects who, who, who have that idea in the back of our head, of their head saying, oh, you know, maybe I'll go to a university. Maybe I'll mm. go to, um, to teach at a place like Escape or maybe I'll do um, like an online, you know, Patreon or something yeah. like this. Um, but so yeah, the first time you meet someone, you have to kind of quickly diagnose, you know, where they're coming from, mm -hmm. kind of quickly assess, you know, not in, in terms of like numbers, like a computation thing, but mm -hmm. sort of get a sense for them as a person. How did this, how does this person learn and, and what are they going to, you know, respond to? Yeah. 
That's a really good point, actually, because when you think about technical trainers, when you think about, uh, in, particularly in visual effects, you assume it's, it's all about the tech and it's all about the tech understanding. Mm -hmm. But when you're teaching, when you're educating, when you're training, mm -hmm. I think I love listening and empathy because when when, I, when we pulled together these questions, I just assumed it would be, so like I say, GChat or some app or some kind of mm, you know yeah. time management kind of hack. But actually, empathy and listening is so important. You can't just kind of knock out technical training. You know, you, you've got to have empathy. You've got to have. I mean, we talked about personality and being yeah. a decent person and genuinely caring about yeah. how somebody's developing. I think um, yeah. that's a great answer. It's like that working with clients, isn't it? As well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're working with communication, isn't it? Communication, yeah. you know, working with them, trying to identify their needs. You know, maybe they maybe they do or don't know what they want, but maybe mm -hmm. they do or don't have um, the the real reference, the the real um, photo reference that they mm -hmm. mean. That, that, yep. that they say they want, you know. Actually, I'm not saying that well, but you know what I mean. I it's like mean. It, yeah. get, getting a sense of, of what it is that, that their needs really are and, mm. and meeting that because I think then that's how you get happy people. I, yeah. think, I think having those skills definitely helps uh, for yourself as well, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm honest, because I, I cannot count the amount of times that I'll be on a project, so I'm hitting a brick wall with uh, whatever I'm trying to accomplish. And I'll go to someone like my girlfriend or my family that yeah. have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm. But yeah. when I'm like trying to explain it in like highly simple terms to them, it kind of breaks it down in my own head yeah, as well. Yeah. And, I, and like, I'll end up coming up with something that works just because I've explained it in this like very simple mm. way for them. Yeah. And like, it works out for me. Yeah, yeah that's a great so point, isn't it? Yeah, on that's a, true. On on a, another podcast that I host, the Access Free Effects podcast, go and check it out. Available <laughs> um, we ask, uh, explain uh, what you do for a living to an alien, the classic question, and yeah, uh, yeah. every answer is, is, is so interesting. I'm not going to spring that on you now, Sergio, but uh, <laughs> but I think that there's something in there about, you know, it's, I mean, we, we almost talk about, you know, it's probably more difficult to explain what you do for a living to your parents or to your, your yeah. partner or your loved ones or whoever. And uh, I think it's always good to kind of uh, spend a bit of time doing that because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, otherwise you start blinding people with science. And I think you start alienating people as well if you're talking too much kind of tech-savvy jargon. Yeah. jargon. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Great. Good stuff. So we're going to keep the dailies going. Um, so we've talked about underrated tools. Um, now we are going to get into the advice section. It's always good to sh share a bit of advice. We've already right. done that already. But what's the one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out in your field, Sergio? I mean, the Unreal thing is great. Um, I, I I love Unreal, but also I teach Maya and all these other things as yeah. well. You know, so, but um, and I take it back to the, to the, you know, to the to the empathy and listening part. Mm -hmm. Not empathy in the sense that you're gonna you know get them to tell you their life story and yeah. and and um, you're gonna you know feel their pain and everything like that. I mean, that's that that might come around too, um, as you get to know a person. But at the same time, it's. Um, you know, you're trying to balance the needs of the business, which are, you know, these set of tasks need to mm. be created. Um, these set of tasks need to be completed in, in the correct manner yeah. um, to, to, to make that money. But at the same time, um, there's a person that you're talking to mm -hmm. and um, they have a background and they have, you know, a set of knowledge and that might actually really help you out because if you discover that someone actually knows quite a lot of Maya, and understands, you know, um, some aspects of it, then, and you do too, or Blender or Maya or mm -hmm. Houdini or whatever it is. So if you're able to get to know that person a little bit and, and not just have like a prepared lecture, that, that was one of the things about, that, that I tried to do at, at, in the different universities that I've taught in is, and, and this is why I think our, 
our, our, our programs were quite successful in terms of student satisfaction mm -hmm. was that we got to know the students and, and it was a more work to kind of get to know the student a little bit, but um, just getting to know them a little bit and, and getting to know the person that you're talking to and, and really identifying their needs. And then at some point in there, you'll see that, oh, what they really need is to feel more confident mm -hmm. because I can point you to a Google page that has the button, you know, here's the button. Yeah, Go exactly. press, hey, yep, that's the button that does it but maybe th what they want is something that is delightful in terms of lighting or some they want to mm -hmm. get some feeling of accomplishment or uh, that person wants to get um, some sort of sense of confidence because you know they you know if you're in framestore you already know at least one piece of software really well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know so if i can relate this to what we're talking about to something that you already know then i think you're what you're talking about just instilling confidence in people I mean, mm -hmm. that's what it's all about isn't it and you yeah. can't just do that by you know, recording a video tutorial going click here, click here, you know, mm -hmm. drag and drop this, do the thing. There are a million you know, YouTube about, videos that do that. Oh, exactly. It? And yeah. I think anybody can, with the right tools, whether it's the right instruction or the right, you know, YouTube tutorials, it yeah. can learn the tech. But yeah. I think yeah. uh, instilling confidence and, and all of those kind of professional behavioral communicative skills, I think, are so mm. vital. And, and, mm. and being able to kind of teach those as well. I, think, it, I think it's definitely good to try and encourage, uh, like, exploration yeah. of these sort of things as mm. well. Because uh, it's it's one thing to just tell them exactly how to make a cube, mm. and like here's how you do uh, all your pulleys on it. Mm. But then just like if they would like to, like make it a different shape, then yeah. don't stop them from doing that. You know, because like exactly. that's their expression right. of it. Yeah, that's great advice, mm. fellas. So. Um, Here's a great, a great question. My, these last two questions are my favourites, which is, um, <laughs> what's one question you wish I'd asked you and how would you have answered it? It's a great question. That. I don't know who came up with that. I don't know whether I can take full credit, but it's a good one. The thing is, this question invites a cheeky answer. Yes, <laughs> so I like it. Um, I wish you had asked, asked me about anything other than work. No, <laughs> um, uh, I guess, I guess something fun, like, um, you know, what kind of music do you listen to when you're working? Ah, okay. You know what I mean? I think that's a nice... Um, that's a great one. What's the answer? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's deeply personal, Tom, so I'm gonna, I don't want to answer that question. You put it on the spot now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really into a band called Opeth right now. Really? Yeah. And, um, well, not right now, like for the past several years, mm. but I, I keep coming back to that. And that's really good. But there are lyrics, so that I, I can only do that when I'm working in Maya, working in Unreal, or working on something there, where I don't have to, to be reading or mm -hmm. writing or editing video. So mm -hmm. if I'm reading or writing and editing video, then it needs to be instrumental, and I've got you know right, a whole but... playlist of sort of ambient, you know, YouTube ambient chill, study music, lo-fi, yeah. you know, Namur, uh, yeah, study music yeah. with uh, cartoon characters yeah. sitting at a desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've downloaded those for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I completely resonate with that because I can't because I love music so much. I can't listen to music with lyrics when I'm working because yeah. even if it's a song I know backwards, mm -hmm. it just distracts me from what I'm doing. So I also download those. Um, mm -hmm. They've usually got Simpsons characters in them, more, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. and it's just a full kind of very ambient, you know, lo-fi hip hop beats, yep. and, and mm -hmm. I can I can not drift off, but I can definitely focus more. Mm -hmm. um, and what do you listen to when you're working, Tom? Tom? Oh, uh, I kind of I'm <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite, honestly, because I, I can very easily yeah. like just kind of disconnect from whatever I'm listening to because mm -hmm. I, I have a habit of just like if I find a band that I enjoy and yeah. I enjoy like one or two songs on the album I will just download the entire album oh, yeah. so like I'm, so then like, when oh, okay. I start listening to my playlist there's like a bit of a surprise because there's something that I probably haven't heard before mm -hmm. just in my playlist already um, and so like with that kind of approach I can just kind of ignore what's happening and like 
if something does come on that catches me, you're just like, oh, okay, I'll just like, keep going with it. It's like, just in the yeah. back of my mind. Um, but as far as bands, uh, there's one that got introduced to me really recently uh, called The Amazing Devil. Have you heard of them? Never heard of them. They're, they're really interesting. It's uh, just like a couple band, uh, okay. like a man and a woman. And they just kind of sing poetry to each other, and it's, and it's really sweet, like to listen to. I quite enjoy it. Oh, this, this could be a regular staple on the podcast now. Just like music, music <laughs> recommendations. Music like? We'll get a yeah. Frame Store podcast dailies mm. playlist on the Spotify. Or, yeah, or the that'd platforms. be brilliant. Brilliant, excellent, great answer. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Um, so the final, but one question, the penultimate question is, um, and again, a bit of a favourite here. So if anybody's listening, uh, watch out. I might be coming for you. Is who would you like to hear from on the podcast and why? So who could be a ne- our next potential guest? Oh, or future guest. I think people who are maybe not senior, senior, senior people. Yeah. People who are about mid-career. Nice. You mm-hmm. know, people who are maybe this is their first job, but they've been in it for two years or this is their second job and they've been in the industry three years, maybe four yeah. years. I think, I think that's a, a ripe bit of, um, nice. of, of um, experience that's not covered that much because mm. um, there's this cool co- podcast called Access VFX, which covers ah, you know, the early career cool. stuff, like the pre-career stuff mm. and everything. Yeah. But I think once you've reached the point of runner, um, you've got to make the most of that yeah. and sort of kind of progress a little bit in that so i think anyone who can kind of help along yeah. those realms but but Love people that. who are kind of early career because once you're senior your 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 superhero origin story let's say is yeah. it was a while back mm, and mm. so i think someone with more recent um experience of that is would be very very helpful mm-hmm. to talk to i couldn't agree with that more and i think i'm a big believer in kind of near peer advice yeah. um particularly with career paths because you know my my career path for example is completely irrelevant to anybody trying to get into industry now irrelevant <laughs> obsolete because mm-hmm. it was a different time yes it was proper black and white days when i got into industry um so actually hearing from somebody who's been doing it for a few years or has recently kind of maybe been promoted or got that first break that we That's talked good. about earlier could be yeah. really cool amazing thank you for answering that mm-hmm. excellent anybody you'd like to hear from tom tom uh, I've got no idea, honestly. No, right. like, I'm, I love putting I'm, you on the spot. I'm fresh. I'm fresh into this whole thing, so <laughs> I barely know any names that are necessary. But I'd, I'd probably go along the same answer, okay. honestly, because I definitely that midterm um, allows like for some like early recognition of uh, yeah. where you've come from, rather than having to recall. Yeah. All right. So we're going to we're going to conclude or adjourn our daily session with the final question, which is what we call the fun, the, okay. the, the forced fun question. But it's important to, to put it in there is if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, Sergio, what would it be? Gosh, that's a really difficult question. That's probably the most difficult question of them all. It is, isn't it? And um, pardon the pause while I think of that, yeah, because I, I, I hmm. back home we had this this um, this breakfast so i'm i'm from south texas right and um so it's tex-mex culture and um we had very simple breakfast burrito potato egg and cheese and um and i thought we invented it to later on meet spanish people and go to spain to to realize that tortilla de patata exists and um and we didn't invent it at all but we perfected it but so i think that um i think that is very simple bit of salt on a nice fresh tortilla I can eat that all day, every day. Put some salsa on there. You're good. Oh, that sounds amazing. That mm. sounds amazing. Cold beer. 
I had a cold beer after breakfast. Well, breakfast <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan. When well, no, I have had a breakfast burrito, I definitely haven't. I had, I had one in LA back in the day in one of my former roles, and it was one of the most uh, amazing experiences I've had. But uh, yeah, it's a really, really great example. Thank you, Sergio. Mm -hmm. Tom, Tom, do you want to throw one in there? Oof. Uh, okay, there's some. There's some in the. I've been cooking non-stop because I'm obsessed with it now. Honey, honey soy salmon. Ooh, Do you know about yeah. this? Like mental. Uh, so <laughs> you just like marinate a whole salmon in a like a soy and honey and garlic mix, yeah. like for as long as you can, and then just chuck that in a frying pan, and like it's so moist. Like I could eat that over and over and over again, honestly. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah so good. Over. Yeah, that sounds great. I can see this yeah. podcast evolving into a music recommendation and cooking culinary Yeah, music podcast. and food. Actually, I think that would be a lot of fun. Forget yeah. all the tech. Let's, uh, yeah, let's yeah. get into uh, food and music, which, uh, yes, exactly. Everyone's got to eat. That's very, very true. Well, Sergio, I, I thank you so much for uh, entering into the, the Frame Store Daily session. Thank um, you very much. This has um, been good. Well, that was part one. Join us for part two of the Framestore podcast this Thursday, where Tom takes over proceedings as co-host and interviews Sergio. See you then.